Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. Hello, hello, hello. What up, everybody? It's a brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast. This is your man, Chops, live from New York City. We have a loaded, no pun intended, episode this week, and I cannot wait to get to it. Before that, let me introduce co-host. We have Adam, who is in parts unknown. I have no idea where you are. It's a pandemic, and you move around more than anybody that I know. We also have Zion in somewhere in Queens. Uh, What's going on, fellas? You just love stirring shit up, don't you? I mean, well, you, you look move. like a gamer right now. You look like ninja in your, in yeah, your you, gaming chair. <laughs> I had to move. Actually, I had to, in my current location up at Nancy's house, I had to move closer to the uh, to the Wi-Fi router. Actually, I think let's guys, let's be nice to each other. We're all friends, so let's all be nice to we each other. We do like each other, just no, for our sir. listeners. It's like, no, just sir. to let I everyone am. know. Yeah. So. After those Under Armour shoes I seen him post today, tell me. All, right. Nice. <laughs> all right. Before all right, we get, pal, to, you know what? <laughs> be, before we get to Adam's seated Under Armour shoes that he put on Twitter. Let me say who our guests are because I'm very excited for you guys to hear this. Not only do we have Alex Caruso from the NBA bubble talking to us first, really fun interview um, about the Lakers, LeBron, Johnny Manziel stories, a whole bunch of stuff. Very fun. We also have Tua Tagovailoa from the Miami Dolphins uh, at the end of the episode. So two guests this week, two really fun conversations. Uh do you guys want to admit your your fault in the Tua interview that we left in? Do you guys want to yeah. come clean with the we story? Be- now yeah. I, I came clean on the on the episode already. Yeah, we, so. we owned up to it. We we yeah. apologize well, for let's the give, error let, we made. I ain't no punk. Let's give the viewer. Let, let's give the listeners just a little taste. Well, do we like, want to surprise them or want you want the well, back? Let's, well, I mean, let, let's just let's just say that Adam and Zion did not know uh, the awards. That no, no, no. It wasn't, it, it wasn't that we didn't know. It was that we forgot? I mean, and <laughs> we, I think we, it was just we blanked, and I and I went along with it. Yes, Zion. Yeah. Zion mentioned the Heisman Trophy in the middle of the interview, and I was like, "Yeah, where's your Heisman Trophy?" Because when we had <laughs> Tua on, we could see in the background as we mentioned the podcast during the interview that you could see his awards and he had a lot of the awards that he racked up from college football days which are like the you know the the secondary awards that no one remembers what they're actually for and they're named after you know guys have been dead for 100 years and zion said where's the highs and i was like <laughs> yeah, yeah where's the highs why would you show up the highs but Listen. us assholes we forgot that Tua didn't actually uh, win the heisman trophy for one it was both you two but it was fun he had a good time with no 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 you're not safe we, you're not safe either. i knew <laughs> he, i knew he didn't win the heisman <laughs> but, I was, but you I remain know, quiet no, no, though you, you asked him you asked him if he knew shams and like, uh, all right, don't cut that part out. Now you're bringing, now you're bringing up stuff we cut out of the interview. Shout to Shams. Yes, no. So for viewer, for full oh, transparency's yeah. sake, Chops tried to ask Tua about Shams dropping bombs during the NFL draft and alerting all the followers on Twitter that Tua was going to be drafted by the Miami Dolphins first and foremost. And when Chops brought up Shams, there was nothing but dead air in the podcast because well, Tua had he, no idea who the he, hell he was talking. You about. know why I respect it? Tua is such a football guy; he knows nothing else going on in the world. He was he oblivious. He is so locked into the football, and I love it. So shout out to but he, Tua for that. But also shout out to Tua for being a good he, a good sport because when we fucked up the whole Heisman thing, he was good-natured about it and was kind of smiling on the other end like, 
are you guys joking around right now? Are you serious? He's like, are you he guys was, just, he was, he's like, he are you guys just assholes? Like, what are you yeah. guys like? Yeah. So uh, shout out to Tua for being a good sport. So we have that at the end of the episode. We also have again the Alex Caruso interview, which I really liked. Alex is a great guy. Uh, he's got his Caruso merch out now. You can go buy. So make sure everybody go check that out. Caruso. Caruso. Yeah. Zion name drops him as Caruso throughout the interview. I thought that was really cool. Like, not only learning what it's like to be in the bubble, but being on a team that he compared to the Bulls in the last dance, like like the the pandemonium around that Lakers team. It's it's very cool to hear. Uh, he gave Bruce us some out. good insight about how they're passing the time, you know, how what he's doing specifically golf and otherwise. So and uh yeah, we asked you asked him plenty of LeBron questions, which is on brand. Oh, I peppered him with LeBron questions. I love just peppering people with questions when they come on here. That's yeah, my that's favorite your brand, thing. That's your MO. Yeah. That's my MO. But Adam, before we get to those interviews, we do got to talk. For one thing, before we get to Adam's uh, bad new uh, Under Armour shoes that he put on Twitter, uh, everybody go ch- look at Adam's Twitter to see the bad Under Armour shoes. Can we just talk about how this Lou Williams thing got blown out of proportion by every single person? Yeah, I mean, I saw people. I saw. I saw people saying Lou Williams shouldn't be allowed back in the bubble. Well, that's ridiculous. But what do you think it got blown? I mean, aside from that. In because, general, I don't think it got that blown out of proportion. Nah, because it, it, if for one thing, okay, Lou Jack Harlow fucked up posting the picture. That's that that was that was him. number one. Ja- that was on Jack Harlow. You can't post a picture. Don't try and lie about it and say it's say it's o- an old picture. Why are you guys wearing masks in a picture from last year if it's an old picture? Like, but again, do we really not believe him? I believe Lou that he simply went to Magic City to pick up wings. They have great wings at Magic City. I'm not sure if you guys have ever been. I, I, I don't care. I, I'm just here for the, for the memes, <laughs> the memes and the, and the jokes. That's okay, all if you're, we can all be here for the memes <laughs> and the jokes, but I feel like people took it to another level when they were like trying to scold Lou for being like super wrong in this position. When I don't well, think it's that big of a deal. Listen, the people that were scolding Lou were Lakers fans, and they just didn't want to see Lou. You can the scold. They're like, they're like, stuff. ban him. They're get him out. It's. <laughs> I'll say. I'll put it this way. It's a funny story. It's pro, it's pretty goddamn hilarious that he went to Magic City, which is his favorite restaurant, by the way. They, uh, he has. Get, there's wings the named after wings. Lou Williams at Magic City. Uh, Lou's from Atlanta. I'm sure he's been to Magic City a million times, and again, it's his favorite restaurant. And so he had to go attend a funeral. Made a quick little pit stop at his favorite place. That's great, and it's a funny story. It's actually hilarious. But you can scold him a little bit because obviously the NBA is trying to be real, real. You know patting down the hatches and not have any leaks come in and you can't and when you're in a state that is teeming with covid right now and you go into a strip club and a confined indoor seating area <laughs> our our covid our covid lunatic down here below zion i'm surprised you're not scolding lou williams you're the guy who's not going to come out and see sunlight until 2021 i'm, I'm not a loser I, I don't care <laughs> oh now you change your tune all of a sudden what do you mean i changed my tone all of a sudden like he went he did what he did and i'm i'm not at risk i don't care <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else can do whatever. It's if all about you, pal. Right, Don't put me at risk. That's all I care about. I, I, okay, mean, I, I mean, but the way that the NBA bubble is set up, it's set up to be able to sort of whatever they do outside. Well, yeah, when you have a 10-day quarantine a- upon your return, yeah, it's set up, to, it's set up to, to isolate the outliers and nip anything in the bud. And I guess is what they're doing. But in the grand scheme of things, we're going to laugh about this in about a year. And at some point, someone should do an oral history on Lou Williams' trip to Magic City during the NBA bubble. I mean, it would be a it, fucking hilarious it, it's story. It's sort of a shame that I hope that there's – I don't think there are, but they need television cameras inside the bubble at all the times. Because the documentary do. about this, it would be Oh, there will be an epic watch. 30 for 30 in about five years. No, they, but, probably, they probably recorded something. They got to be. 
I'm sure actually you're right. You NBA entertainment probably taping a ton there? of stuff. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so because, bro, we're already seeing it on like people are accusing the NBA of letting Zion, like what Zion had a four day quarantine, maybe less. Like people. Like, it's all over the place. But but our young Zion is very correct in that the memes and the tweets and everything else on social great. media with all these guys leaving the bubble has been hilarious. Like, the ones I saw of, like, the NBA, like, uh, you know, Zion's return to the uh, to the bubble with, like, a picture of, like, Kim Jong-il in a, in a, in a, in a limousine <laughs> with, like, 20 guards running by, running along the limousine. Like, that to me, well, I was dying seeing that one. So, yeah, the memes have been absolutely A+. I mean, Lou Will, Lou Will said on Twitter, he's like, yo, get the jokes, memes off, have fun, whatever. But it's, like, not that big of a deal. I'm back in the bubble. Which it's is not. fine. That's like, he's mean. back. He's going to yeah. miss two meaningless games. No, he'll be back in time for the Lakers game. No, no, no. no. He's no. missing two I games. saw a report today that said he should be back. They, they expect him oh. to potentially play on Friday. On Thursdays. The 10-day quarantine, Adam. He, I know, but I, I saw a report they, today that said they, they expect him to be able to play. You saw a report from a fake account. I saw from <laughs> the got, athletic account. Okay. All right, it doesn't matter. Man. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because those eight games are meaningless to the Lakers and meaningless to the Clippers. Well, the Clip, we already know the Clippers don't give a fuck. But, you guys, because this podcast is only once a week for the moment, uh, I we are not going to be got, able to You got news? You want breaking no, news, not, No news, just, just something. We're not going to be able to speak on this until next week, but the NBA is returning this week, and I'm very excited. Yes, I, am very, I am very excited for Thursday night. I think that is going to be – a great night of basketball. So I, am I just wonder how quick, intense. Quick, uh, I just, go ahead, go ahead, Young Zion, go ahead. Oh, because I'm going to detour. I got a quick detour for that. The NBA is the only good league in the league because the MLB say. is screwed and the They're NFL not. is screwed. No, neither, neither Again, the MLB. Again, pal, neither. as we went in the text thread the past day, or past 24 hours, there's something called a taxi squad that MLB instituted to to deal with situations such the as MLB what happened with the Marlins. The MLB is finished. They are not finished. They're going to be fine. They're already playing. They're playing. They're just going to go. Why are you putting just... in all this bad energy and bad I, vibes? He loves I bad energy. Called this. I he... called this before it all started. The MLB will not finish the NFL. If you love baseball so much, start. why are you trying to damn it and doom it with all your, yeah. with all your predictions, bro, Nostradamus? You just saw the Marlins – just 15 cases out of nowhere. All right, like, 11, well, 11 Also, they shouldn't cases. let the players vote on whether they want to play. MLB yeah, fucked right. up in that. Pro- okay, oh, look, look have they that. need here, – here, here's, here's what will determine the future of baseball this season. They need to learn from this, and they need to take it seriously. If they do, they will be fine going forward. They made a right call by canceling the Phillies-Yankees game just to be sure, be safe. And Buster only had a great idea. He's like, don't be stuck to the 60 games. If one team plays 55 – just go by winning percentage. It's fine. Well, listen, get- half, half, over half the league now makes a playoff. So what does it matter? Exactly. So they're going to they're, they're gonna finish. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the Indians are better than the Yankees. So we can talk about that another we'll time. The Hand wave. Next. They have the same record, but do you Hand guys wave. have a Cy Young uh, uh, I forgot. Who do the Indians play this past Garrett weekend? What, what series? Did they, who do they play? This man said, do we have a Cy Young pitcher? Forgetting that Garrett Cole. I did, for, I did forget about Garrett Cole. All right. That's, you, can that's fall, you can fall back on that proclamation. That's enough baseball talk. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're all very excited about the NBA. The NBA, I mean, the bubbles work. That's the, like the NHL just came back and said that they have zero positive cases. So, like, bubbles work for sure. I think Shout it's all going to work because at the end of the day, all these people care about is money. So, that's going to drive it, and that's why the NFL will go off of that. And oh, just, the NFL doesn't. That's yeah. The NFL's not happening. again. Roger Goodell's statement that got put out yeah. Monday. Was, Bro, <laughs> yeah, Roger Goodell. <laughs> Roger Goodell put out the most football guy statement of all time. Like just they for no reason. Put, for no reason, put out a statement like, "Yeah, we're going." There was like no we, rhyme or reason for that statement. Yeah, yeah, Unnecessary. So, yeah. So shout out to Uncle Roger Goodell. Um, 
Basketball is coming back. I can't wait. We have a big episode. Zion, can you fill our listeners in on what Adam posted on his Twitter account on Monday afternoon, Some Monday morning? Jinky, uh dad dad shoes under from Under Armour that he got. They're running sent. shoes. Under Armour sent them to me. I'm just giving Listen. the plug a little shout out and show appreciation. You the but you admitted to Adam. Here's my question: You admitted to us that you're not going to wear the shoes. I'm not going to wear them. No. So Jeez. why did you promote them? Because someone hit me up on email and said, "Would you like these shoes?" And I said, if I don't have to, if I don't have to write about them or do anything else, like yeah, sure. But still, Here's they went the out of their way to send me a pair of sneakers, so I gave them a little plug and shout out. I'm getting a, I'm getting a pair of Puma sent to me this week by Puma. I'll do the same wow. goddamn thing. Look at you. Well, so Ooh. you're just, you're just uh, okay. I get it. I get it. But my <laughs> thing is, Adam, I've been on emails with you and brands. You say no all the time to stuff. Why do you yeah, say I, yes? I, to I these? tell people zero interest to emphasize my lack of of so, desire. So to you deal saw with them these further. Under Armour shoes, and you're just like, sign me up. I mean, Under Armour sent me shit over the years, so I just, you know, it's like. It's, I continue to, anyway, even though I'm not Nike. going to wear them. All right. And give them All right. A shout out to Nike. Nike, shout sponsor to Nike. the pod. Sponsor yeah. look the pod, at, Nike. Don't, look don't at Zion again, him, begging and showing no shame on the podcast. No, no, no. You show no shame posting those shoes. That was embarrassing. I got secondhand embarrassment from you posting those <laughs> shoes. Zion was embarrassed. Yeah. I have secondhand embarrassment of you begging for followers on the podcast. Now. I don't beg for followers. Just follow Oh, really? Me that, we have receipts. Z-I-O-N-O-L-O-J-E-D-E. Follow us all on Twitter. Let's get to the Caruso interview. <laughs> you're you're the that, biggest goddamn hypocrite in the history of mankind. Before that, we do have some some big news. We are adding a feature to the Load Management Podcast. We are adding a voicemail hotline. You guys can call in and leave us any unfiltered thoughts, opinions, questions, takes, all that. Whatever you want to say, you can call in the number. We're going to tweet it out, share it soon. Uh, that's going to be debuting soon. So you guys are going to be able to interact with the show. Best comments, all that will get featured. I'm sure we're going to have some crazy-ass fucking stuff. We don't through. want your worst takes. We want your best takes, okay? No, I want your worst takes. I no, want I don't want your worst takes because I don't, need, I, don't need, I don't need the trolls to come out. I want good takes. What we need is y'all to burn Adam's takes to the ground. They're already yeah. piping. I have the most nuanced takes in this podcast, okay? Let the record show. I have receipts on Twitter also for people praising my nuanced takes. That oh. one person tweeted. Shout you out to you. that that guy, but I won't name you because I'm not giving you the pub, the the publicity. Mark Sweeney. No, no, you were wrong, but I respect you know you listen. Yeah. So well, we we appreciate everybody listening. Let's get to the Caruso interview. It's really fun. We talked about everything going on in the NBA. Let's get to it. Let's welcome Alex Caruso to the Load Management Podcast live from the Orlando bubble. Alex, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Appreciate you having me on, man. The Caruso is here. The Caruso is here. <laughs> As they say. We appreciate you joining us. So, I mean, uh, without – I think we should just get into it. How is the NBA bubble? What is the best parts of the NBA bubble to you so far? Um, yeah, bubble's not as not as crazy as everybody made it out to be. The first uh, initial couple of days when you saw pictures and videos coming out, um, that was probably the worst of it. Uh, after you got out of the initial quarantine, the, the 36, 48 hour quarantine, I mean, it's pretty, it's honestly pretty great. Like we're just kind of hanging out. Like this is one of the safest places to be right now um, as far as staying away from COVID. And then we're just playing basketball and then hanging out the rest of the day. Like we, we got practice or so you got games. Uh, obviously game days is a little more low key than other days, but I mean, go golf and go fish. Uh, they just opened up some bowling alleys. Uh, it's really, it's really just like a. I've, I've said this before. It's like a professional summer camp. So, what activities have you been doing on your downtime? Has it been fishing? Has it been golfing? Like, what's, what's, what have you been passing the time? I've been playing a lot of golf, man. I've been playing a lot of golf with a couple. With of Jr. 
Yeah, but with Jay, uh, Jr. plays. He plays more than I do. Uh, Jr. is a beast on the golf course. I, I got a chance to play with him years ago, mm-hmm. and he hits the shit out of the golf ball. He he is very consistent, man. He's he's like a four handicap, I think, if not if not a little better. Um, I'm I'm up in like the the twelve to fourteen handicap range. Like, that's I, respectable. Um, that's pretty good. It's hey man, on a good day, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bad days, I'm I'm out there just kind of getting by though. And I, I remember talking to Jared. It's like you got to try and get LeBron out on the golf course. So have you guys been trying to 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 get him to get his ass into the driving range, or at least hit some balls in the golf course? He, he was he was joking the other day because because uh, AD got some clubs sent out. AD's trying to get into golf. And, uh, AD's got, seven foot. Anthony Davis is gonna be playing golf. He, he said he's trying to get into it, so uh, we're, we're going to see how that goes. Uh, it's never easy the first. first <laughs> that swings going to be all over the place. Around. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh, we'll have plenty of time to to get all the whole uh, the whole crew out there and hit some balls. Wait, have you done fishing? Has been the thing that has kind of taken over social media with NBA players, and some people are really good at it. Like Paul George is could be maybe a professional fisherman. It seems like. I'm pretty sure PG has a fishing tournament every year. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like he has like a charity fishing tournament every year. I, that's like a unique skill. I, I I fish because I used to fish when I was younger, um, hanging out like family reunions up in uh, Minnesota. I go fish with some of my uncles and, and cousins, but uh, I'm not a huge fisherman. Um, I'm I'm I got plenty of friends back in Texas that are the outdoorsmen that that like to go to the ranch and, and fish and hunt and do all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm like the innocent bystander. I go out just to hang out with them and, and kind of be a part of it. But uh, I'm much more of a, a city kid than, than a country guy. Are they throwing the same – like how many fish did they put in these ponds? Like for you I don't know. To I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's obviously man uh, – it's obviously man-made lagoons and, and – actually it might not be man-made. They might, have just, they might have just pulled up on the property. But they definitely feed fish into them. Uh, I don't know how often or 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 how many are in there, but I think it's definitely a, a user friendly experience. So you you can only imagine there's probably there's probably a couple in there. Zion and myself were at at the Coronado Resort for the Pro Bowl in January, and what freaked us out was all the alligator signs everywhere. Have you guys? Is there any any gator sightings? Yeah, not not here on the golf course. Yeah, on the golf course, I saw. Uh, I think me and I was playing with. Uh, Mike Pinberthy and Swish and we we saw one on like hole four of the palm course and it was like probably a three four foot gators it was a little baby but still I mean you see that in person and I'm 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 keeping my distance well away I'm, booking I'm, I'm running off the course right I'm literally I might leave the course if I see an alligator <laughs> yeah I just I had to finish my round man you know I was playing well at the time so talk to us a little obviously you didn't play in the first scrimmage your back is the back good and then but what's how are you guys getting ready for everything? You know, you're obviously the one of the favorites going into this, and it's a to- totally different situation basketball-wise. Yeah, just a little bruised. Uh, I, I fell on my tailbone the other day, and it was just smart to, to pre- be precautionary and, and not play the other night. Uh, if it's a playoff game, a regular season game, I'm probably going to jump in and play, but there's no no reason to push it, you know, this early. So got the night off. Uh Really wish I could have played. I've been I've been fiending to play some basketball against somebody other than my own team for a while. Uh, but I mean, I'm excited just to see uh, just to see the the chemistry we got with the new guys, uh, as well as just picking back up with our our old core that that is still here. And, and I mean, you saw you if anybody watched the scrimmage, you saw LeBron and AD are in very good shape and still the same uh, elite athletes that they were before the break. 
you, I would say with your on. with your first uh with the first game in the in the bubble and like the experience of no fans and obviously the fake home court advantage. How was that experience number one? And do you think do you think the home court advantage with all the the announcers and the the LED screens is actually any helpful to having any type of advantage in the game? Truthfully, I don't think so. Uh, cause, cause after being out there for a game, you, you see it on TV. Like I watched the first, first couple scrimmages, uh, the, that was on Wednesday. And, uh, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like, it looks like there's some type of atmosphere, but when you get out there, man, it's really just refs, players and benches, uh, you, you you hear everything, you hear every conversation from a player to player, player to ref, uh, coach to ref, coach to players. It's it's really different, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a real interesting dynamic moving forward, especially in the playoffs when guys get a little chippy. You know, stuff the the energy changes in the playoffs. Uh, guys get a little more heated. Uh, it's gonna be real interesting to see how see how it all plays out. Can you confirm for us? Because there was there's some media people there were saying, did LeBron say I'm the fastest man out here or I'm the baddest man out here? Did did you catch that last night? I didn't. What what point of the game did he say that? I I don't know. They, Ta- they said Taylor, after, Taylor after Rooks tweeted it. it. After he after dunked he the it, fast, yeah. the fast break. I mean, do you think he's lying? So, no, 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 no. Bad, baddest man. No, baddest. I don't. Would Probably LeBron both. say fastest? They're both accurate. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when you want. How, who's the most vocal Laker that we're about to find out uh, through there being? Uh... Honestly, we, we got a pretty chippy team. Uh, we, we got a bunch of guys, you know, just just from the starters down to the bench. Uh, there's there's a lot of guys that when, when they're rolling, they, they, they let you know about it. And then just kind of speaks to the team chemistry we have. Like we got each other's backs and we, uh, we hype each other up in the right moments. Uh, and, whether that's appropriate, inappropriate, you know that that'll be uh, that'll be for the the viewer to judge. But but we definitely have each other's backs and, and do a great job uh, being vocal in our support. If not LeBron, definitely Dwight. I could see Dwight saying some really really hilarious or corny shit and getting having the mics catch that and blowing up big time. Yeah, and Dwight just can't help it. He's just in he's just a natural <laughs> entertainer. You know, so whether it's basketball or making people laugh, he's uh he's always in the mix. Can we can we talk about how you guys have like the social media big three between yourself, J.R. Smith, and Dion Waiters? Like, I don't know if NBA Twitter accounts are going to be able to handle you guys on the same team. Yeah, if we ever get on on the on the court together and we have like a link up play where Dion breaks somebody down and I cut catch the cut, swing it to Swish, and he makes it or something, it's going to be a it's going to be a good video. The most retweeted tweet in NBA history, I would say. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say popping off on that uh, on that tweet. But speaking of Jr., who told him to shut down the IG live videos because they were? Oh yeah, we need to know this. We need yeah. to know. I don't know. To- I, I think I think the, it might have been the league, but I don't know. Like Adam that Silver texted him. That would be my guess because <laughs> we don't. I mean, Lakers let us do. I mean, organizations don't really care that much, and it wasn't. It wasn't like he was doing anything wrong. He was just. <laughs> showing everything and anything that was happening <laughs> while he was here for the first 48 hours. Uh, I thought it was funny. I, I it was mean, great. It was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was it's great content for, for people outside the bubble. Because, I mean, that first two days when everybody showed up, people wanted to know what was going on immediately. And, and him and then Dwight, Dwight's doing live videos every day too. So uh, it's there's plenty of stuff for people to watch and enjoy. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a narrative out there that LeBron is living different than the rest of the NBA in the bubble. Can you confirm or deny this? 
Uh, I mean, he's right down the hallway. He's like, he's on the other side of the elevators. There's like half our teams over here, half our teams over there. Uh, I don't think if he is, it's not that much different. I don't but he's, think but, he's, but like Dame Lillard, he's in the presidential suite. Yeah, I don't think we have any presidential. Oh, suites he's got no. LeBron's got to be in the presidential suite. He's nah. got to be. I've walked down. I've, I I can guarantee you this. I walked down the hallway, and there's no sign on the door that says presidential suite. So, the, the, what'd if, you they, think? if he is, they're doing a good job. Of <laughs> they up. washed it up. They took it off. <laughs> did you see the NBA take? They tweeted the Dame thing, and they took presidential yeah. suite off his. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> they're trying <laughs> at to at that point. It's like, wait, you just just let it be what just it is. Like, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, what it's not. Yeah. Yeah, do NBA players would you care if some of the like some other guys are in different type of quarters? I mean, I would like to have it myself just because <laughs> why not? But like I'm not gonna complain and like get it taken away from him. That seems pretty like I don't know, that seems kind of childish. Uh I mean at the end of the day, we're all living in a hotel. Like if you if you got a little more space than somebody, congrats. Uh <laughs> I just I just feel like it's a hotel at the end of the day. Like it's not that much better. How did I saw it the other day? Jr. also admitted that he only packed like he didn't pack enough underwear. Like, how does that happen? Like, yeah, he Lakers... said he just packed a whole bunch of Laker gear. <laughs> like, how's that possible? One of the days we were on the golf course, I don't think uh, I don't think he had gotten some of his clothes in yet, and so he was out there and like basically what like dry fit Laker shirt and uh, some Laker warm ups. And I was like, man, if that I was in like normal like polo and golf shorts, I'm like, if we can wear that, I'm gonna wear that from now on. <laughs> Like, because you guys, like, how did you go into it from that aspect? Because you guys got to be thinking you're going to be there for months on end, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, how many stuff, bags did you, know, did you back, like, like 10 bags of stuff? No, I really, I really, I mean, because this, this is the thing now. is like, we don't need pregame fits. Like, you, you show up to the game and, and just, like, a nice short and t-shirt or a sweatsuit. So, like, I packed, I think, one big, one big suitcase, um, a big shoe bag. And then I had like one um, moving box of clothes shipped here. Um, a lot of guys did that just because you know, you can't travel a bunch. And then obviously I brought my golf clubs. So uh, I probably bought I probably brought a month worth of clothes that I just plan on just cycling through for the other two months that I'm here. Did you think about the? Because you know they're letting you guys do the t- tunnel walk now. Did you did you anticipate being able to you know get some fits off on the way to the games? Not really, man. That's never, I mean, I've never been a big fit guy to begin with. If they would have let me show up to each game and flip-flop shorts and a t-shirt, I'd wear that. I did, I, did just, I, did, I did just catch that you said, you know, two more months. So, you know, you're expecting to be at the end, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, okay. Just make it sure you know. All right. Do you think, I? It, it, we're going to be robbed if we don't get a Lakers-Clippers series at some point alex like do you guys yeah. are you guys feeling that too um possibly you know uh i think i think it wouldn't be the same you know if it was in staples center i think that would be i think the the, the city of la would just be shut down for a week or a week and a half depending on how long the series is uh really unfortunate we're not going to be able to do that because when when we played those games this year in staples center whether it's their games or our games they were they were on another level well, we can be honest. They were they were mostly all Lakers games, even if it was a Clipper home game. Yeah, it was half and half, to be honest, on the Clippers games. <laughs> That's generous, Lakers, though. That's Lakers generous, run. Alex. Yeah, Lakers, Lakers faithful runs deep. They they show up regardless. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, that's that's the matchup everybody wants to see. Um, you know, the, the hard part is staying focused and staying locked in and, and 
getting past the first or second round matchup or wherever they fall uh, and, and making sure we can get to that point, you know, because you forget how, how loaded the West is. You got, uh, you got Dallas in the seventh seed we just played yesterday who we beat, uh, I think, the 3-1 series this year. But a couple of the games, man, they're close. You know, it wasn't like we just, like, dogged them and, and walked out with three easy victories. Um, so we – there's a lot of there's a lot of people, um, and then even Portland. Portland's out there playing to get into the eighth seed, and if Portland falls into the eighth seed, that's probably the, one of the best eight seeds to ever I don't know ever fall into the eighth spot yeah. in NBA history. Just be, when they're fully healthy, that'd you know? be a so, dangerous first round playoff we, series. We, yeah, we had Chris Haynes on, and he was saying obviously we wanted to see the Pelicans and Lakers, but I mean he was saying if the Lake if you guys get the the Trailblazers the first round, that's that's scary. They're healthy now. They got a full team, you know. That's like a four. That's a, a team capable of a four seed. Yeah, it's a different matchup than than say the Pelicans or the Grizzlies. And people people don't need to discount the Grizz, man. They're I think their team's built for this type of scenario where they mm -hmm. they come out and create their own energy and play defensively really hard and are uh, are united as a team. I think this I think this restart sets sets up for them well in the bubble. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got guys on on. Portland's team and CJ and Dame and uh, even Nurkic and Whiteside who are elite players, but CJ and Dame have been there before. They they've Dame's won one series on shots, like game winning shots. So like, there's a difference between having a good team and being in an eighth spot, and then having a good team with guys that are confident and have been in the playoffs before. I hate using the word mindset, but like in terms of the mentality you guys are kind of bringing into these eight games, you know, one before they get the playoffs, and then you obviously get the playoffs where everything switches up. What has LeBron told you guys about, you know, what kind of mantra you have to take on, how it's going to be different, and, and get, already gearing you guys up for what, you know, the physicality and the, ment you know, the mental aspect of the game is going to be so drastically different than what you guys experienced in January, February, and then obviously this new circumstances. Like, what has he been telling you to get you guys ready and get you geared up? How locked in is LeBron, basically? Like, how – like, I, I think we saw from the scrimmage he's – Yeah, man, you saw from the scrimmage. He, he's still he's still who he is, man. He he doesn't have an off switch. I'm sure he was he – was, you saw the videos of him working out over quarantine. He uh, he stays in, in grind mode 24-7. I mean, that's how he is doing this in year 17, which is just ridiculous. Uh, but but he hasn't really said anything specific, you know. Um, that's I mean, part of our, our identity as a team is just like we're one of the hardest, if not the hardest playing team, and, and we've been locked in all year, uh, more or less. Like, we had a little scale where we played some, some good teams and didn't play our best early in the year, but uh, we've played games. I mean, everybody's given us their best shot all year. So, like, we haven't really had time to ease into playing playing great. You know, I think I think that's been part of our identity is just being a being a really good team every time we step out on the floor. And obviously, there's a different mentality to it uh, in the playoffs. But we we got guys. I mean, we've got a veteran led team uh, up and down that that have played in the playoffs, played in big games, won championships. Uh, so. I think it's going to be easier for us to kind of acclimate to that, especially in this new bubble and kind of figuring out like what the emotions of, of how it works with the, the no fans and stuff. Uh, but that's just, I mean, that's kind of in our, our identity. Like we, we had some inter squad scrimmages uh, leading up to the, the scrimmage yesterday and they're real, real high level basketball being played in those scrimmages. And what about LeBron 18s? Can you give us a little scouting report on, on what LeBron's wearing on the, on the, 
feet these days. Man, it's going to be some fire. I know that. Is it? He, he doesn't <laughs> miss. He doesn't miss. I'm waiting for him to come out with like a super low top and I'm going to try and rock. This. I mean, we saw a few leaked images on Twitter, but like we didn't get, you know, the true, true, true vantage point yet. So you've seen them in person and you can vouch that they are far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For is sure. it Kemba Walker said Kemba Walker said uh this is the first time in like probably like 20 years LeBron's been able to walk around somewhere without being mobbed by people is that <laughs> is that factually true is it have you seen it's, anything like this it's probably more than 20 years if we're being honest but yeah, the, yeah. The, this is this is the first time because I mean that's part of playing for the Lakers but then also playing for the Lakers with the stars that we have and the names that we have everywhere we go it doesn't matter if we're showing up in Memphis at 2 a.m after after we flew in or or flying into the Bay or, or showing up in Dallas or Minnesota, there's a handful, if not a large crowd of people there waiting to, to just catch a glimpse of Dwight Howard or AD or LeBron or Jean Rondo or Danny Green. Like we, we have Caruso. so many, like the, the list. Yeah, or like, Alex Caruso. Don't leave yourself yeah. out. Don't leave yourself out. There's a couple, there's a couple Caruso's in there, but it's not the same. You know? uh, <laughs> I mean, they're always there. So like being in the bubble, uh, it's, it's a nice break. You know, you, 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 you get to take a step back emotionally from every time you step out of the hotel. You gotta have your uh, your game face on. So LeBron can just like go play ping pong and nobody's nobody's. Uh, or are there some maybe some NBA players going up to him? No, no, no. <laughs> there are, if there are, they need to they need to do it. They need to do it real quietly because that's right. not a good that's not a good look. Yeah. Uh. So speaking of yourself, you know, you downplayed yourself right there because. Alex, you got guys wearing wearing your jersey at weddings under their tuxes and everything. Caruso mania is a real thing. Yeah, that was dope. When did you notice that you became this like social media type thing and everything going on? Like, what moment really hit you? Um, you know, I don't know if it was a moment. It, it was kind of slow. It just kind of slowly built up, man. And then and then into this year, like it started with my two way contract. I played really well at the end of the year. Had a couple highlights that. The tip dunk against the Warriors kind of kind of set it off, and then I was just playing really good basketball, man. And then re-signed with the Lakers, so they were already on the bandwagon. And then once I re-signed with them, and now we have the team we have, the exposure we have, uh, I just kept playing better and better. And slowly, man, it just it just turned into a once in a while tweet to like in every kind of every other day, someone had something to say, uh, which is wild for me, man. Just just because of who I am as a person, like I'm real, really chill, really low key. So. Uh, my my friends have more fun finding the memes and videos and sending them in our group chat than than I do. You got plenty of fans though when you go to Staples Center and obviously with the celebrity culture in LA and Lakers games, you had to have had a few moments courtside with celebrities, you know, saying what's up and appreciating your game. So what's been the coolest moment of celebrity interaction at Staples Center so far? Probably probably two chains, man. I'm a big two chains fan. Uh and I remember it was a it was a game one of my two way contracts. I like went through the lane and against Denver and had like a nice like layup and they called timeout. And he's sitting in that first seat next to our bench and, and I'm there and he's said something about it. I was like that was tough or something like that. And then him and LeBron are boys. Obviously he Ron helped produce uh uh one of his albums. So they've the always yeah. been really close. Uh and then just like I realized that I was like, all right, sweet. He knows who I am. I definitely know who he is. Uh, one game this year, we're warming up. It might have been the Clippers game. He's sitting on the court side. And I'm going through like my stretches after we already ran out did layup lines. And he like gave me the head nod. So I went over there and dapped him up. And I was like, all right, that's cool. That's that's. You made it. I'm official. Check that off the bucket list. 
what's what's so what's your mo- what's your biggest career highlight to this moment and what's number two because we know the rihanna moment is number one <laughs> the number one moment i don't know if rihanna's number one because i didn't actually do anything uh so i don't know if that counts as oh so so but you're aware of it you're aware of the rihanna moment yeah of course of course i wasn't <laughs> aware at the time just because i'm i'm in my own world when i'm out there playing uh but yeah i mean it's um you know it the, the world we live in, someone found it, and then obviously it just spreads to the masses because that's what social media does. It's so what? So what would you say is your number one career moment then? If we're if we're taking that out of the mix, um, you know that's tough. Uh, hopefully, a couple months from now, I'll be able to tell you that it's the NBA championship. Um, but but I think as of now, man, I think it's just just becoming a a legit player in the league. You know, and obviously I'm still working towards towards carving out even bigger roles in the future for myself. But uh, just just knowing that night in, night out, uh, I can play with with the best players in the world. That's uh, that for me is 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 rewarding just because of how much work I put in to get here. Coming from AM, you I, I don't think people realize you were there at the same time as Johnny Manziel. Do you got a do you got a Johnny Manziel Texas A&M story for us? Um, first time I got first time I ever met him. Uh, great go. dude, by the way. Uh, loves to have a good time. He's he's a he's a we good know, dude. We know that. We know. Yeah, loves yeah, to have a good time. <laughs> he loves to have a good time. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good dude. Loves his, I love that he's he's around. leaning into it now. He's just like I'm just gonna golf and just party and just like live my life. I, I, I mean, at a certain point, you gotta just ignore everybody and just do what you love to do. And if that's that, that's that. I'm yeah. a I'm a big I'm a big believer in, in not judging other people's lives because I obviously do what I like to do and other people do what they like to do and. We can all get along just just as long as uh as everybody's having fun. Uh, but but my first my first story with Johnny, I met him my freshman year going to play basketball at the rec with a couple of my older players uh, on the team at A and M. So it was uh, walk on our team, Jared Johns, uh, one of our like lead guards, senior Elson Turner, is playing professional basketball now uh, over in Europe. And then we picked up some random guy, and then it was Johnny because Johnny was in his red shirt year. Um, dapped him up what's up man johnny like this was before heisman this was before everything so like i don't even know i don't even know if he's any good or if he like what he's actually doing on the team uh so i'm like all right let's play so we're, we're running and we're playing and obviously we're winning and my first ever like memory vivid memory of him is somebody got uh somebody got into the paint and did like a little drop off to like the right right side of the goal and the dunker and he comes from the opposite block and just one twos into it and just blocks this dude, just just swats it, and I was like, oh, I was like, that was that was pretty athletic. I was like, I did not see that coming. That's probably what people say about me, but <laughs> he he did that, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, dang, this dude's different. And then obviously, you know what happens next? He goes on to win the Heisman, and then and all that good stuff. So Johnny you football see him can ar- ball just a little bit. That's that's yeah, that's he can hoop. Did you see him around campus a lot over your guys' years in inter- uh, like overlapping? Uh, no. No, I mean AM has 60, 65,000 undergrads. There's there's a lot of people you don't see. Um, I, I I would see new faces every day and then just not know who people were. Uh, did not did not get in any of his classes. I think well, and because we're different we're different ages. So like yeah, I'm in my like introductory classes, and I think he's in the higher level. Uh, I think the 300, 400 level classes. 
Also, Johnny being the big man on campus, I mean, he could do whatever the hell he pleased on that on that campus. I mean, he basically owned that place. Let's be real here. Quarterback of A and M, like you know, Heisman, yeah. After that, after that football, Bama, yes. after that Bama win, yeah, he could do sure whatever he, he could do whatever uh, the we, hell he wanted. We start, we we we, uh, we were in the we were in the locker room watching the game on our like on our video screen and like delayed practice by like 30, 35 minutes to watch the end of the Bama A and football game when they won. Crazy. That was, uh, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So, I mean, you go from – it's just – we talked about LeBron earlier, but what's, like, the part of being around LeBron or being on LeBron's – being LeBron's teammate that, like, people don't know or, like, like that goes underrated that, you know, other – that the mass public wouldn't know about him? Man, it's just a lot of fun, you know. He does a really good job of, of building team chemistry because he's just another person when he's with us, you know. Like, he – He's obviously LeBron James, but at the same time, man, he's just another one of the dudes on the team. Uh, I think that's that's what makes our team so great is we have all these big personalities and, and superstar names and, and the, in the world and in the business world and basketball world, but they're just one of the guys when they're with us, you know, in the group text, they're they're sending funny funny videos, funny memes that, that we find on Twitter, Instagram, and everybody's uh, – just kind of chopping it up. That, that's what makes it great, man, is that they're, they're normal people. Are you going to sneak into Space Jam 2? Are we going to see an Alex Caruso cameo? In Space I'm Space pretty Jam sure 2? they already shot that, and I, I was not uh, – I was not. <laughs> they can do reshoots. They yeah. can, yeah. They can do a little scene, one scene. I, do think, a little lobby. I think the funniest thing would be if I was, like, an extra in one of the scenes. It was, like, a little, like uh, – like, a little, like, nugget that nobody finds, and then they're, like <laughs> – I'm like this one guy in the crowd of like a thousand people. That would be a lot of fun. Well, we we got to get we, funnier than if I was in the actual movie. We need we need to put if we started a petition to get you in Space Jam too. I guarantee we could get at least fifty thousand signatures. That'll blow up real quick on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you could get the signatures easy just because anything with 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 me involved, people. There's a group of people that just go crazy over it. But I don't know if that's uh I don't know if that's in our jurisdiction. I saw I, I saw in another interview. Obviously, everybody watched Last Dance over quarantine. But you said you watched a lot of you binged a lot of TV and you played a lot of video games. What yep. what, what what TV were you were you watching? What video games were you playing? Um, I I watched a lot of. I mean, obviously, I watched The Last Dance. Uh, that stuff, man. That was that was like putting a needle in my arm. I was like excited. I was like, I wanted more <laughs> every time I watched a video. I was like, I need the next video. Like, I need the next well, uh, episode. Well, Real quick, who do you have a basketball goat? Um, that's so tough, man. You don't get him really <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I know that's so tough. Uh, because I grew up like idolizing Michael Jordan. That was like my guy. Uh, I had like a six six DVD set where like five of the or three disc set, five of the sides were like his best, his highest scoring games, and the other one was like his like top ten, top ten plays, like shots, dunks. Uh, block steals, but Bron's just different, man. Bron's just different. Like, I don't even know how else to say it, man. This dude just does stuff that he shouldn't be doing at, at the age he does it, and he just makes it look easy night in, night out. Uh, I don't know if I can give you a, a legit goat goat uh, decision. Can we, can, can we say that you thought it was Le- Jordan before you started playing with LeBron? Is that fair to say? Not before I started playing with him, man, because I've been, I was watching LeBron as a as a kid. Like he came into the league in '03. I was nine years old when he started playing in the NBA. That's crazy. Yeah, so like I I grew up I grew up watching him as much as I did idolizing uh, MJ. There we go. 
Did you were you were there some points you watched the Last Dance and you're like, this feels familiar because of being around LeBron and like such greatness and and everything. Yeah, some of it did, man. Uh, just just the level of level of play that that MJ was always at. That's Bron, man. Bron doesn't ever step on the court and like bullshit around. He's he's out there to win every time he plays, whether it's in practice, uh, whether it's a shooting game, whether it's uh, in cards on the plane. Like him and uh, him and Rondo. Rondo is another guy. They're the two most competitive people that I've ever I've ever been been able to play with. Um, they they just have like this itch that they have to like be good at everything they do. Like they want to win it, and then if you like. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's it's something I'm envious of because I wish I was like I cared that much about cards. Or I cared that much about uh, uh, winning at all costs. Like I care about basketball winning, and once I'm out of that, maybe if I'm competing with my friends on the golf course, I care about winning. But uh, I don't like to I don't like to give my energy away too too much. But <laughs> man, just the way just the way I watched uh, I watched the Bulls kind of move as a celebrity team like that that, that's kind of how it feels with this team man you know uh just everywhere we go there's people everywhere we go it's a sold out arena um i i don't remember what it's like to play in front of a a a basketball stadium or arena that doesn't have fans like that's 60 something games this year and every single one uh sold out like it's it's just it's kind of it's kind of unbelievable when you when you step back and look at it from afar LA loves the Lakers. They are they are sold out basically no matter what. So, you guys are always the show in town. Really is really and, ob- really and, is. and obviously, like you spoke out about why you're wearing uh, Black Lives Matter on the back of your jersey, but then Bron last night during his press or during his press conference after the scrimmage was very pointed in. You know, he's making sure as a team you guys are getting the message out about social justice. Like, so what's what's that mean to you guys? Just to you know be able to continue. Because obviously there was a big, de- not a big debate, but there was a debate around, you know, yeah. should should the NBA come back? Should all this happen? I'm not sure if you were on any yep. of those calls, but, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it, with, like we said, going going forward with the team that we have, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of eyes and there's a lot of opportunity to uh, inflict change. And especially when you have such powerful personalities and powerful voices on our team that, like we said earlier, everywhere we go, people want to see us, people want to know uh what what we're doing um and, and there's a bunch of people um even dwight who was uh, uh who wasn't sure about coming back to play just because he didn't want to he didn't want to lose what an important time of our lives and, and in our generation this is this is gonna be as far as implementing change and, and being heard and, and working towards a, an equal lifestyle an equal uh equal country um and a country that that represents everybody and, and, and gives everybody a chance fairly. So uh, it's been great for us just to just to be able to continue to have this platform. Um, and this is, I think, something that that we can control as players. You know, there's nothing, um, there's nothing to distract. You know, we're only we're in the bubble. Everybody's watching us. Everybody wants to know what we're doing when we wake up till we go to bed. So they're they're putting cameras on us. They're putting microphones in front of us. Um, it's it's really just we're turning it into a great opportunity to keep talking about the things that need to be talked about. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Before we get you out of here, uh, give us your picks for MVP and defensive player of the year in the NBA. Uh, MVP, LeBron, defensive player of the year, AD. 
There we okay, go. Okay, shocker, we know, no, 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 we know, we know why. Obviously, that's your teammate. <laughs> but like, give us a real reason why. Okay, LeBron should win MVP over, say, Giannis. Um. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want to take anything away from Giannis. That dude is a is a monster. Uh, he he does stuff that he he looks like he's playing with kids at times. Uh, he looks like he's playing like a dad playing with his kids in the driveway. Uh, and and that's the stuff he does, man. He makes the game look so easy, but. On the flip side of that, man, LeBron is just like night in, night out. I've gotten a front row seat, and a lot of times I've been in the game with him to be able to witness, man. This dude is 35 years old, and he's dominating the league. People don't understand how hard that is to do. Like, Giannis is going to have years and years where he's going to dominate, but 17 or however many years he's been. Wait, you're, how many years has he been in the league? Five, six? Yeah, like yeah, Giannis six. is he was the what the 13 draft 14 so a little yeah, more than yeah, that so, yeah. so yeah, like six. six seven something like yeah, that yeah, six, yeah, seven. Yeah. So you're saying another decade from now he's gonna play in the exact same level he's playing at right now I don't I don't buy it uh obviously he's gonna have an opportunity to do that but for LeBron to be actually doing what he's doing almost is he is he averaging a double double yeah career high in assists in his in his 18th year career high in assists Lakers number one in the West. That that holds some weight. Number one in the West. Like you, you know how tough the West is. Uh, it's just man. I, for me, it's a it's a tough call because obviously Giannis is playing on another level too. But man, just to be able to do it, just to be able to do it how he's doing it at the age he's doing it is, it's it's never been seen before. You're a smart man because as a Cavs fan, I remember one one time Kevin Love said Russell Westbrook should be the MVP, and that did. There was well, a lot that, of that's his college. Te- that's his college teammates. You know, it's, uh, a, it, yeah. it's a little yeah, like it's a little <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta be Alex. You're a smart man, and we appreciate yeah. you joining us. Uh, we, we wish you all the luck and safety in the bubble. Thank you for coming through, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Oh, Russo, good guys, luck, y'all, man. Y'all did, y'all did great, man. Luck, I appreciate man. you having me on. Yep, thank you. Sure. We'll catch you later. Appreciate Peace. It. Huge shout out to Alex Caruso. Remember to check out his Caruso line of merch uh i know adam i mean adam do you want some free stuff you'll take anything i mean the sense me i'll put on twitter okay there you go adam will tweet it so uh are we real quick before we get to our tua interview are we all rooting for the lakers to win the championship i think i am i'm on Lakers. i'm not i am not rooting i think they will win who are you rooting for who are you rooting rooting for for? i'm rooting for the brooklyn nets to take enough to get a lottery pick that's That's, okay. Well, for. you're rooting for something impossible to happen. Okay. So next, so you're not rooting for any team to actually win anything. I don't root for teams. I'm a media. Adam. <laughs> that was the biggest. That was the biggest cap statement of all time. Yeah, that, that's, that's the biggest lie I've ever heard. You are the most flawed <laughs> and 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 fugazi fraudulent individual when it watch comes to this shit. So don't believe a word watch, that he says to our podcast listeners. Shit, man. But to ask, to seriously answer this question, to seriously answer this question, it'd be much better drama-wise and for the business for all of us and everyone involved if LeBron and the Lakers made the finals. You're still sticking with your happen. Clippers. Pick. I'm still going with the Clippers. Clippers are a deeper and better built team to make it to the NBA Finals than the Lakers are. You're wrong, but I'm all right. Wrong. I'm I'm ruined for my guy Bron and the Lakers to make it. Uh, that's what I want to see. So. Uh, listen, a LeBron Giannis Finals would be incredibly dramatic and and awesome. I just don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. NBA starts. To Although, see. yes, to watch little little for, no. Uh, we don't know. If, uh, should I say this? If our staff predictions come out for the NBA bubble by the time this podcast goes live, but I noticed everyone except for one individual picked the Lakers to win the title. Who? 
Zion you. hasn't done. Zion hasn't done. Zion didn't yet. do his prediction shocker but, there. Oh, but I did it. I did it at the beginning of the season. Well, but but we have more predictions. So we have new ones, pal. We have yeah. NBA bubble predictions. So yeah. so okay, catch great. up on emails. And number two, your boy right here is the only person that did not pick the Lakers to win the NBA championship out of the complex staff. We don't care. I, th- I think I picked the Sixers to make the finals. Though, you so did, I'm yes. Bold. You picked. I, so Sixers. I am bold in that one. They actually that was wasn't. Wild, I think man. someone else picked Sixers Lakers as a final. They look good. If you had to go just off scrimmages, off what team looks the best. The Sixers look the best, but who yeah. knows if that will hold up. Be very careful about that. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like, it's it's like people picking the best NFL teams based on the preseason, the best MLB teams based on spring training. Well, I do that all the time. So, uh, yeah, NBA back, we can't wait. But NFL back this week. NFL training camps are open. NFL training camps are open. NFL is not coming back. Sorry, Tua. The NFL don't listen to Zion. That's, don't listen to Zion. But let's listen to Tua. Let's get to that interview right now. Tua, welcome to the Load Management Podcast. Great to have you. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Look, we have to start right here because we recently had your former Alabama teammate, Jerry Judy, on the podcast. And he had some thoughts about your Call of Duty game. He said he's a better player. What do we think about that? Um, well, I think if you guys look look back at the film, you know, film never lies, <laughs> If you guys go back on Instagram Live and you guys look at what happened, um, I had the most kills. Um, and it's very – it's not that hard. You know, I, I think it's it's just who has better strategy, you know, and I think I was very strategic at the time. Well, speaking of strategy, he said you were a camper. And we can't, you know, we can't reward campers if you're not going out into battle and you're sitting back and just shooting. 100%. Uh, I, I think that's as a quarterback, you that's what you do. You know, you're sitting in the back there, you just picking, picking your poison. Um, you know, but like I said, man, you know, the film never lies. I was moving out there, I was running, I was shooting, I was doing it all. <laughs> so the, the film's going to back you up here. So, Judy, you know, a lot of a lot of NFL guys play Call of Duty, but so when you jump in there, do and you're playing, do you ever play with like normal people? Do kids know it's like you playing with them? Yeah, um, I, I do play with with kids like, you know, when you just enter like a team death match situation, yeah. um, you, you're put with random people. But uh, <laughs> I I don't let anyone know like that, that it's me. I, I, I just play the game for enjoyment, not for anyone to know that I'm playing. So they never no one ever finds out it's you? No, no, not not. Listen, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If some little kid beat me, I would quickly flex on him. I, I am quarterback <laughs> for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> right? You got to let him know. Another guy you played with before, we saw the video of this, Trevor Lawrence. Some, yeah. Uh, some QB on QB battle there. How do you how do you uh, stack up with Trevor? Let us know how that, that breaks down. Me and Trevor are on the same team. Um, and I don't know who we were playing against. Um but it was at a quarterback retreat, so it, was, it had to be a couple, like a, another set of quarterbacks that we were playing against. But um, all I can say was it, it, was, it didn't look good for those guys. <laughs> you, you and Trevor together, a, a, a dynamic duo? In, in the game, I mean, we we're, were pretty strategic with, with what we were doing, so it was fun. There we go. Have you noticed anybody, like Odell plays all the time. Have you noticed that? Like, have you tried to get into some of those games with like the Odells of the world, all that kind of stuff? I actually haven't. I actually haven't. Um, I, I think that was the last time I played Call of Duty was was with Jerry. Um, 
but but after that, I, I haven't seen like the new updates. And, and we we got to get you back into it. We got to get you back out there. Yeah, I think after my 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 rookie year, then then I'll probably get back <laughs> into it. it. It's a little different with with. So you're busy these days right now. You got stuff to do right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Can we just quickly mention for the listeners to it? Your hardware is probably the most impressive that we've seen uh, behind you. <laughs> can, can we run through the, the statues we have behind you real quick in your office? You know, this is going to be the funniest thing. Um, I have no idea what a lot of the statues are like. <laughs> like, I have to go and, like, read them. Like, I don't know. They're all the esoteric college football awards that they hand out that people can never, like, pinpoint other than the Heisman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these. Guys. Yeah, college football has a million people. awards that people have no idea what the hell they are except for the Heisman. Yeah, where is the Heisman? Where's the Heisman at? I ain't got it, dog. Oh. How do you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, though oh, that's the oh, biggest oh. flex of all time. Oh, it's like oh. the most iconic individual trophy in sports. <laughs> you should be flexing with that in everywhere. Your avatars be in your office. That should be everywhere it goes with you. Yeah, but hey, been been unfortunate to to not have won it, but been been very. I was about to say. I was about to say. Like, yeah, how blank? I blank. That's me. No, that's they, they blanked on that. That's, that was one of the biggest robberies. Oh in, shit! That's in, right. In, Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, bro. All right. Tua, yeah. Oh, right. All right. All right. Tua, well, we apologize. Tua, Tua, I wasn't Tua. taking. I wasn't taking a shot there. I actually we forgot. Up. Never mind. That's not going to the pod. We'll, we'll delete that shit. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Tua, as someone who interviewed you before the draft and is a true fan of yours, unlike my co-host, who did their research. Another another big a big game that came out. Madden ratings came out. Did you? What was the initial reaction to, to your to your ranking? Do you do you care about that kind of stuff? You seem like the kind of guy who's not going to care about that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't really care. Um, well, I, I think because when 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 you think about like like Madden, well, for 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 me as a kid growing up, I always like you make yourself ninety nine regardless. So. <laughs> It's like if you're if you're a 69 in the game, Madden puts you down as a 69 or whatever. I mean, you're obviously gonna gonna make yourself better than <laughs> than what it is. So. Yeah, you're you're gonna juice yourself up. 100. percent Well, probably not me. I, but yeah, probably not me. I I I haven't played Madden in a long time. <laughs> That's good. You know, guys take it really personally, especially rookies. Like like we could tell that Jerry was very competitive. He was. When we were talking about Call of Duty, he was very much into it. Uh, you know, we did ask him who his top five wide receivers in the in the league were. So I think we have to ask you who your top five favorite quarterbacks are, Tua. Not splitting yourself, obviously. Oh, man. He went heavy Bama bias. He put Calvin Ridley and Julio in his top five. Top five quarterbacks in the NFL or college? NFL. We're going NFL. NFL. You're, yeah, since NFL. you're in the NFL now, too, we're, we're bumping it Top up a lot. Five, um, in no particular order, I think uh, I'd say I'd probably say Russ, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers is a beast, uh, Tom Brady, and number five. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I yeah, you're, I just you're, you're leaving out two big names. Who? Mahomes, Lamar. Oh, oh home. Pat Mahomes and Lamar. They're, they're <laughs> good, too. They're real good. <laughs> who, who do you who, – who's a pro quarterback that you've kind of tried to base your game off a little bit, like in, in kind of maybe how you play out there? I would say I, I don't try to, to emulate anyone. Okay. Um, 
but you know, I, I've, yeah, I, I just say there's, there's just been the comparison of like Drew Brees and, and Russell Wilson. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say I, I try to compare myself to, to anyone. But do you take like bits and pieces of different guys' games and try to incorporate into yours? Um, well, I think, I think sometimes watching like, like a game, like watching, you know, like Aaron Rodgers playing, yeah, I, I get some spark in like, man, you know, this game, like, or the next game, I, I want to, I want to like make a nice throw on the run or <laughs> like Russell Wilson, he's, he's like an escape artist. And then, you know, with Drew Brees, it's accurate. See, um, but yeah, I, I, I'd say I, I get some inspiration from, from a lot of these. How are you, how are you feeling going into camp and everything? And uh, obviously it doesn't look like there's going to be any preseason games. So as a rookie, how is that going to kind of affect you? You think? Yeah, I think, I think that affects rookies in general, the rookie class. Um, but I, I'd say I, I'm, I'm ready to go um, whatever way I can help the team. But I think for the rookies, um, especially quarterbacks that, I mean, their first time is going to be an actual game playing. I, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's tough. You know, that's, that's really hard. I mean, it's kind of like college football, though. Obviously, there's no preseason games, exhibition games in college football. So, I mean, you kind of have that mentality to a degree. But I, I get the, the learning curve for the NFL is, like, massively steeper and just, you know, way more ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I think in the NFL, it's definitely different from, from college because – you know, in, in the NFL, people are trying to trying to feed their families. They're trying to trying to do things in that aspect. And I mean, a lot of them know a lot more football. You know, they're 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 a lot of them are pretty much coaches out there on the field, you know, playing. So that's 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 what makes it definitely different. What's what's your relationship early on been with like with Brian Flores? He's been he I think he's a uh, He's been very outspoken about social issues. He's been very upfront about a lot of stuff. So it seems like players really gravitate to him and his his per- personality. Yeah, no, I, I think Coach Flo, Coach Flo has the best interest in his players. I mean, he's he's a very he's very respectful. He's he's very um, you know caring and loving as a person, but he's he's also very demanding. You know, he 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 demands the best out of the players. Um, and this is just for the little time that I've I've known him. Um, you know, got a glimpse of of who he was in February, um, and then still still getting to learn learn of who he is um, now. But um, you know, he's 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 I think he's he's a very personable person. He's he's a great guy to to be under. So it's pretty cool, and he's young. <laughs> What's that mean when you have a young head coach? Because obviously, you came from Saban, who's very you know, his pedigree speaks for himself, but then you go to a kind of a younger guy in, in coach flow. Yeah. I think, I think you're looking at someone who, who's going to be maybe more energetic, but I, I'd say they all flow from the same, same tree. They all branch off from the same tree with uh, Belichick, um, you know, and then pretty much they all come from, I would say the Bill Parcells era. Um, but, but yeah, you know, coach flow comes from, you know, Belichick, Belichick, Saban have, have a great relationship. Um, so that aspect, I, I expect nothing, nothing less than, than perfection from this guy. And uh, speaking of Coach Saban, uh, we've had, again, we talked to Jerry Judy on the podcast. We did some on Colin Sexton around the NFL draft. 
And both those guys gave us a few stories and tidbits about how much of a big man on campus you were at Alabama. So for the for our audience, tell us what it was like to be royalty walking around Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Jerry said you got driven to class. You didn't walk to class. Never you were walked. driven to class. Never that's, that's Jerry's quote, not ours. No, that Colin Sexton was was the one getting driven to class. That was <laughs> that was me. Jerry 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 was was riding a scooter to class too. I think so. He didn't need a ride. All right. Um, I actually walked to class. So <laughs> there we go. We have it on the record. Caught in lies. Caught in lies. <laughs> I actually did walk to class. The the only reason I had to get carded was because walking like from my classes to other classes, um, it was too far. Like of of a walk, I'd be able to get there, but like people would stop me and and like it, I, I'd be late to classes. And yeah. if you're late to class, you get you get pointed. So, it's, so it's it, it, it was really about you just wanted to, you know, keep up your academic standing. That's what that's really what it was about. Pretty much. So I, I actually graduate um, like if if I if I'm able to walk, which I'm, I'm not going to be. Um, I, I graduate in August on the second. So that that's pretty dope. Okay. That's cool. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, have you talked to Coach Saban about sort of there's obviously so much up in the air with college football. The NFL seems a little more on on track, but college football is so open there. Have you talked to him about his thoughts on if there's going to be a season or how he's getting prepared and everything? No, I actually haven't. I know around this time, um, coach is very busy with recruiting, um, and they 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 game plan. I mean, I think probably if they start in the spring. I, I do know that mm-hmm. um, they start game planning in the spring for um, the teams they're about to play that season. So they're, they're probably finishing up with, with their game planning. And, and really, I think they're, they're just getting into the mindset of of what they're going to do for camp. So I, I I know he's busy right now with, with everything. And, um, I I haven't really talked to him. And the other guy you need to talk to at least chop up or hang up or hang out with, I should say is Rick Ross. So when's that going to go down? Oh man, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Miami royalty, exactly. Miami icon, right there. Yeah, as long as he's he, he's he's not gonna take me to a party, and we're just everything's gonna be good. Then <laughs> don't go to any COVID parties down there, I'm, I'm man. Coming, I'm, I'm gonna hang out with him, but other than that, if he's gonna if he's telling me the only way we can hang out is to a party. I'm sorry, man. I, I think you could probably socially distance at his mansion in Miami pretty pretty easily. I think he's got enough space at one of the mansions to do that. So. No, yeah, he he lives in a he lives in the same area I live. In. He's life flex, and you haven't been over there. Life flex, life flex. His, his house is no, his house is huge. His what's what's the overall Miami reception to you been? Obviously, they're very excited, and whenever you draft like a franchise quarterback, the fan base has been excited. But what's that been like? Just like the Miami love coming towards you. Um, it's 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 actually pretty cool to see. Um, from a fan base, it shows you know the kind of fan base that the Dolphins organization has. But I, I'd say also, you know, it, I, I haven't done anything yet, um, so I, you know, I, I think a lot of the love would be great when I do earn it. If that makes sense. No, hundred percent. And it's it's definitely a, a city where if you do win for them, like a Dwayne Wade, they're gonna love you forever. Like you know. Like there's going to be that that emotion tied to you forever if you do if you're able to pull it off. 
it's like Alabama in a sense. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, you know, Bama fans—they're never going to leave you. You know, you probably bought brought a lot of Bama fans to, to the Miami Dolphin fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know Alabama. They're they're different now. <laughs> that fan base is different. What um before we get you out of here, did you pick up any? We know you you know you're always in the playbook. You're practicing. Did you pick up any other hobbies during quarantine in this kind of down period? Um, any other hobbies? I I actually haven't. Um, yeah, I haven't haven't been doing anything else really or training and whatnot. That's so, that's good to I, hear. Should I ask the question, Chops? Ask him. I don't know what it is, but ask you him. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out. Go, go ahead. Well, 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 you know, these two think the season's going to happen. I think it's oh, not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy. This, this guy. You, no, to what, it, ignore his negativity. We are what NFL. are your thoughts on the season if it were canceled? If it were canceled? Yeah. Ignore, ignore his no, negativity. No, no, no. Like, here's context. Zion down here has made a bet with Chops up there that for 100 bucks the season will not happen. There will be no games played. We think he's out of his goddamn mind. So please dunk on him and sun him yeah. and tell him that the season's yeah. going off with no issues. Yeah, I, I, man. <laughs> Jerry said he would cry if there was no season. I was like, I would cry too, Jerry. Man, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, no, gonna, there's going to be NFL games. He's, he's out of exactly. his mind. There's, there's, there's going to have to be NFL games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Signs out of his mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can your boy $100. Just do it right there now. There we go. Tua's on my side. Tua's on my side. Tua, we appreciate you joining this. Uh, obviously, you know, you shared your love of Call of Duty and everything. Let it be known you said you're the better player than Jerry Judy, so we get that on the record. Uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, nah, I just appreciate you guys having me. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tua. Big thank you to Tua for joining us, talking some Call of Duty, some gaming. Uh, I think if we learned anything from that interview, Tua is very serious, very about his business, uh, and ready to go. You know, he and doesn't, doesn't have a Heisman Trophy. He doesn't have a Heisman Trophy, and he doesn't have a lot of hobbies outside of football. The man just wants to play football. He loves and, film. Yeah, he loves film, and he just loves football. Easy, so. easy, easy. Yeah, uh, I think the <laughs> Dolphins are probably in good hands. I guess I don't know. Maybe uh, they're the Dolphins. But and maybe he'll get to Rick Russ's mansion in the offseason. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but so, you know, fun conversation. Overall, I thought a very fun episode. A lot of stuff. Uh, we learned that Zion. Uh, what did we know. learn? What did we know. learn? I don't know what we learned from Zion. Don't, this week. don't, make, don't make nothing up. We should, we should keep like a, a running track of what we learned from Zion each week because he's such a complicated young individual. Real G's moving silence. You don't okay. move in silence. You've said at all. that about nine million times. Yeah, you chirp. You chirp. That's because, that's because you I live by it. Please retire that phrase. Please no, retire that phrase. You chirp no, more than anybody I've ever met. Please retire your Under Armour shoes and that. that uh, <laughs> I'm never going to break them out. So, that I mean, sleeveless, yeah. sleeveless shirt you're wearing. Yeah, Adam's got. No, it is. It is on. hot. All right, it's hot in New York State right now, pal. It's 98 degrees outside. But on that note, we do appreciate you guys joining us this week. It was a really fun episode. We have some big surprises on the way. Uh, some fun guests we're trying to line up, so it should be good. should be fun. Again, load management hotline, uh, unloaded listeners. Listeners unloaded, I think, is the name of it. Let me check that later. Uh, coming soon. <laughs> you want to check before you put it out there, pal? Nah, we can. Which one do you guys like better? You guys pick. We'll, we'll go from that. Just How call. That? It's better than your first Adam. suggestion. Just roast call. Adam. Just, That's what it so, is. Just so call Adam. in 
and let us know which Adam take you hate the most and also other things. You can just share your other opinions. Or just praise mm-hmm. my nuanced takes, which are better than these two clowns. Bro, your you takes can... are terrible. You've literally had takes roasted by guests. Like, come on, bro. We've all been there. We've all been there. Zion doesn't I speak still stand by my Babe Ruth Zion take. doesn't yeah, speak enough to the guests. Good. Zion doesn't speak enough to the my, guests to get my his takes, takes are just good. Like oh, that's okay. why. That's it. That's By it. the way, for the listeners out there, and on the Zoom call we're doing it right now, we can approximately see ten percent of Zion's face on the frame. Why do you want to see my face? You because it's called communication, pal. It's called. You love me that much. It's called. That's how you you communicate via Zoom. You, you need, see each you other. You know when to, someone else is talking, so you don't talk over them like, like we're doing right now. We're like thirty episodes in, bro. We don't need that. You don't need to see me. You just hear me. You know. Leave the basement. No, you leave the you leave your mom's right. house. <laughs> all, right. all right, this is why people think we don't like each I'll other. I'll be back in Brooklyn as of Tuesday, pal. There we go, back in the city. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you go subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Give us those five star ratings, reviews, all that. We love y'all. Um, make sure you listen on Apple Podcasts, everywhere else you get your podcasts. Until next time, we'll see you later. Special thanks to our producer, Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, our production manager, Chantel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests, our director of talent relations, Kristen Price-Harrell, who also gets us the great guests, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.